are your children. We ask that you open our ears to hear you. Open our hearts to receive your word. Open our eyes to see what praise, what dance is doing for us in the supernatural. Father, open us up to what your gifts and the weapons you've given us to be overcomers in this world. You have not left us alone. You have not left us powerless. You have given us weapons that are potent, weapons that are mighty. And through those weapons, we will pull down every stronghold. We will pull down every imagination. Ha! We will praise you, Lord God. Father, hide me behind the cross this morning. Let every word that proceeds from this place be what you want to say. Let it be what you want to tell your people. And let it make a change in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. I believe God wants us to raise in this house praise warriors. We talk about prayer warriors. But we, be, we need to start talking about praise warriors. You need to be a praise warrior. You need to come into the house of God corporately and let us praise God and see what God will do in our midst. And not only here, when you get to your own home, you need to have that attitude. You need to have that lifestyle of saying, no matter what the enemy does, he will never take my praise from my mouth. Because if you know what the praise you do give to God does for you, and what it achieves for you, you will never say, I'm shy. You will never say, oh, I'm too dignified. You will never say, oh, my troubles are too many. You will stand in front of everybody and you will give praise to God. Because praise is a weapon. It's one of the most important, the most potent weapons that you can have. And you must not let the enemy take it from you. You must not allow it. So today we are going to talk about praise. The power of praise and dance. Because it seems like we have forgotten. And God wants to remind us. Before I start, I forgot to introduce my sister. Come here, come here, come here. This is Bishop Abraham's wife, Sister Quinster. She came here since Wednesday. Yes, She's been here since Wednesday and just, she wanted to just come and spend some time with me. You know, like I've told you all, I can't thank you all enough. All of you here. This is another couple. They will call me sometime, maybe 12, 30 or 1. They say, what are you doing? You're still praying? Go to sleep. We will pray. You don't have to be up all night praying. Go and eat. You don't need to do all of that. We're fasting for you. So she came to spend some time. We're going to be doing a lot together in the ministry. I just want you all to see how you have. You want a word? Say a quick word. You have to say something. Amen. I'm happy to be here. And I know God has plans for you. If you are here today, count yourself as blessed. As someone says, those that fear the Lord, those that walk in the counsel of God, they shall be planted by the rivers of waters. They will not be weary, but they will be strong. I pray for everybody. I declare unto you that you will be planted. You will flourish. You will go on in life in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 3.10 says, 
say unto the righteous, it, it is, is well with you. I've come to tell everyone here, it, it is, is well with you. No matter the situation, it no matter well. the storm, no matter the up and down, it is well with Woo! you. From today, you will eat the fruit of your labor. Amen. God will bless you and overbless you Amen. in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How could I not have forgotten to do that? There's no way I would bring you up here. Hallelujah. So God is calling us to be praise warriors. Because there's a lot in praise. There's a lot. I mean, as I was doing this study, and I'm sure most of you may have done this before, but let it be a refresher course for all of us. Because when, when we've been Christians for too long, we begin to take some things for granted. You now come to church during praise and worship, it's like you're in a funeral service. Or you're singing a national anthem. Oh, remember. Let me read something for you. Jeremiah 31, 13, the New Living Translation. He says, the young women will dance for joy. And the men, old and young, will join in the celebration. It's a party. When you come together to praise God. It's a party. It should be that spirit of partying before our God. He says when you do that, I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for what? For rejoicing. He says when you come together, the young, the old, the men and the women come together in a celebration mode. Come together to celebrate God. He says, when you do that, the atmosphere will change. And you shall have morning, a joy for mourning, and you shall have rejoicing for your sorrow. Isaiah 35 verse 10. He says, and the ransomed, who are the ransomed of the Lord? Look at all of us here. He says, the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. When you begin to praise the Lord, when you begin to dance before Him, the enemy cannot stay around there. And I will show you why as we go along. Once you start that, your sorrow and the sighing, they will flee. Not run, not walk away. They will flee away in that atmosphere. So you see why it's important for us to be praise warriors. The power of praise and dance is the most potent weapon, one of the most potent weapons God has given us. So what is praise? When you talk about praising God, what are we talking about? If you just look at the definition, it says praise means to commend, to applaud, to express approval, to express admiration, to extol in words, to magnify and to glorify. Is our God not worthy of all of that? The very fact that he saved us, turned us around, going to heaven to spend eternity with him, that's enough for us to praise him. Now, why is praise so powerful? Why? This is a deep revelation. It's simple. Let me tell you something. Anything of God that people make hard, God is not in it. Everything, the Bible is so simple. 
The laws, the principles of God are so simple. That is why it says it is foolishness to those who think they are wise because it looks so foolish. But yet the power in it. Look at why praise is so powerful. Psalm 22 verse 3, King James Version. He says, but thou art holy, O thou who, who inhabitest the praises of Israel. What does it mean to inhabit? It means to live there. I inhabit, my house is my place of habitation. So if you want to know my address, you know where I live, you come to my house. So today I'm giving you the address to God's house. If you want God, I'm telling you now how to reach Him. It says praise. God dwells in praise. God resides in, play, in, in praise. That's where he lives. So let's rewrite that verse. Let's rewrite that verse. It means, but you are holy, all you who lives and dwells in the praise. God lives. So when you start praising, God himself comes down. No wonder Paul and Silas, in Acts chapter 16, do you all remember? When they were in prison, they were chained. And what did they start to do? They began to pray and to praise. And all of a sudden, the earth shook and the chains were broken. What do you think happened? God came down. God showed up. And it's the same thing he can do for me and you. That's why we must not let anything take our praise from us. No matter what. Because he dwells. He dwells there. And when you begin to praise him, he gets so excited. He begins to do things. The enemy flees. There are three levels of praise. To see your praise perfected, he has to have those three elements. And I'm going to read this scripture and then I will, I will kind of break it down. Psalm 66 verses 1 to 8. A little long, but I'll, I'll read it fast. He says, make a joyful shout to God all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Verse 3. Say to God. So you, the first element is you have to say to God. How awesome are your works. Through the generations of your, through the greatness of your power. Your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Selah. So that's the first aspect of it. For you to realize that God is worthy of your praise. For you to look at him and say, God, you know what? Thanksgiving is when things have happened right. What you are believing God for has happened, you thank him. But you know what praise is? Praise is saying, God, it has not happened. Yet, I choose to praise you. I want this, I want this, I want this. None of it has happened. And in my own sense, from what I can see, it doesn't seem like it will happen. But I choose to let the enemy know that I still believe. I will have not just this, not just this, not just this, but this, but this, but that, but that, but that. That is what praise does. Praise goes beyond just what you don't have. 
to what you know he can do. So that's the first aspect for you to know that he can do it. And for you to say that to him. Then the second part, let's read it. Verse 5. After you have done that, then you're going to say, come, come and see the works of God. He's awesome in his doing towards the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. So when you have praised God, then you now go to people. You now tell them, come, come and see. Come and see. He's not done it for me, but come and see. Do you know what Sister Mary went through? See what he did for her. Do you see what Gladys went through? See what he did, see, he did for her. Do you see that person right there? That everybody thought their life was useless? See what he did for them. And because I can see that, I can see that he opened the sea and the Egyptians went through. I can see that the woman with the issue of blood, all she did was just touch the hem of his garment and she was healed. I can see that. And because I can see that, come and rejoice with me. Not because he's done it for me, but because he's done it for somebody else. That is what praise. Don't ever be jealous when you see somebody being blessed and you've not been blessed. And don't wish people bad when God is blessing them. Your own is coming. The Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, that's when his captivity was turned around. When he prayed for his friends. So when God, your time is coming. Your time is coming. If you can praise him, if you can go to him and say, God, it may not have happened yet, but I still believe in you. I still know who you are. And I tell other people, don't look at me. Don't look at me as example. No, mine is coming. But see what he did for her. See what he did for her. The one that did that can do my own. That's the second level. If you can get to that level, you are getting close. Then the third one starts in verse 8. He says, oh, bless our God. It's no longer me now, not them. I'm not telling you, come, let's do it together. And that's what we do when we come together in corporate worship. He says, oh, bless our God, you peoples. And make the voice of his praise to be heard. Praise is not silent. The praise that God wants to hear from us is not silent. So if you come to church, maybe you've done the first one at home. You've done testimony with the others, but when you come to church and all this is doing, no, you've not reached the third level. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So when we come together, we are saying, let's come together because I know and I've talked to you. And now let's together let the enemy know that we together, our praises will be heard. Our voices will be heard. We will tell the Lord, thank you for what he has done. Thank you for what you have not even done yet. Because he's God. Because he's God. I'm telling you, if you get to that revelation, nothing where you can cry and still praise God, nothing will ever destroy you. Because you know what the enemy does? You, we that, that were married, married couples, you know when 
you've done something to your husband or your spouse and you come expecting them to be very mad and then you come and they are smiling and they are just happy. What does it do to you? You get a little angry. It's like I expected this person to be upset. I expected them to be sad because I know what I did to them. They offended me and I did that. And then you come, they are, very, they are happy. Do you know that's the same way Satan feels? When he has done his very worst. And then he comes and he sees you singing. I'm praising God. Singing. I'm praising God. Do you know what he's, he's, the conf- he's so confused? He's like, what else can I do to put this person down? What have I not tried? Do you know what I did when my husband died? And God gave me, he told me to say this. As his breath left his body, with my children, all of us, with me holding him, is a shot, is a, you know that groaning, that cry that you feel like. But you know what came out of my mouth? Great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassion they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, your hands have provided. Great is your faithfulness. God unto me. God remains faithful. God remains faithful. He's met every need. I can cry. I've lost my love. But I've been given 30 years. Some people didn't have that. I choose to count my blessings, not my losses. Haya caribou city. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. You'll be surprised at what God has done. The enemy will want to make you count your losses. Count your blessings. God is good. God is good. Hi, Yakatara. Let's talk about what praise does for you. And I'll talk about what praise does to the enemy. And if we have time, we will look at Job. We will look at David as our portraits, examples of people who knew how to praise the Lord. I didn't want to make you all cry. I'm not crying. Why are you crying? I want to encourage you guys. This God we serve is a good God. Don't let him look at everything that is going wrong. Don't let him make you look at everything that is going wrong. You have a lot going on for you. The fact that you are saved, the fact that you are going to heaven to live all eternity with him, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. So go, let, let the enemy throw what he wants to throw. Still go in his face and dance before God. And sing your praise before God. And get the enemy confused. What praise does for you? 
Praise is the water that causes your seed to bring in a harvest. Psalm 67, verses 5 to 7. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then, then, that's, that's, that's very, underline that. That means if you don't praise, there will not be. But it says when you praise, then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless you. Bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So you see, praise is like when you, when you want things, your result, when you want your harvest. You've planted the seed. You've been giving. You've been tithing. You've been doing everything God told you to do. All you need to do is just to praise him. The praise is what waters that seed to bring the harvest that you need. Amen? Number two, praise releases multiplication and glory into your life. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. He says, then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, which is praise. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry. And the Bible says, I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. You see that? He says, praise will multiply you so that you are not diminished. He says, praise will glorify you. Praise puts glory on you. When you are praising God, God puts glory on you. When you are praising God, God multiplies everything concerning you. Why would we not praise God? Why would we not praise God with all these benefits? Even look at Jesus. In John 6, verses 30, uh, 9 to 13, there is a lad here who had so many people, they were hungry. There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what is this among many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. So the men sat down. And Jesus took the loaves, verse 11, 11. He said he took the loaves when he had given thanks. He started to distribute them. Little became much when he, distrib- when he, when he gave thanks. Little became much when he said, thank you, Lord, first. What little do you have? That's what I'm saying. Count what you have. Thank God for what you have. You know, Bible says, comparison, comparing yourselves to each other, you are not wise. A wise person compares, oh, this person has this, I don't have it. Oh, that person has that, I don't have it. When you are doing that, the Bible says you are not wise. The little you have, the little five loaves and two, and two fish... Thank him for that. Lord, I thank you that I have this one I have. And as you begin to thank him, you'll be surprised how he will multiply the little that you have. It will become so much not only for yourself, it will be enough for you to distribute. Just because you chose to praise God. Praise provokes supernatural breakthrough. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. We talked about this a little bit earlier. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. You remember I said, praise is not silent? Praise is not silent. And it says, suddenly, God came down. There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. 
And immediately all the doors were opened. What door has been shut against you? What foundation has been put in place that says, this is how it will always be? It will never change. We have put it and we have fought concrete on it. This is how it will always remain. And all the doors that have closed against you. Look at what the Bible says. It says that foundation, when God came down through praise, that foundation, he shook it. And the chains that were holding them down were broken. And then the doors opened. See the three things that praise did for Paul and Silas? The foundations that were set in place were removed and uprooted. The doors that were shut against them were opened. And the chains that were holding them down were broken. What is holding you down? What door has been closed? What door have you been beating on? God, do this for me. God, do this for me, for my children, for my business, for my marriage. God, do this for me. Keep praising God. Not hanging your head, not being sorrowful. The Bible says he will replace your, your garment, with your, your spirit of mourning, he will put a garment of praise on you. Don't take that garment off. Every day, imagine yourself, take that spirit of heaviness off and put on your garment of praise. See yourself putting it on. And then when you put it on, you don't need music to dance to God. I hope you know that. You don't need music. You can put that garment of praise on and just, you know how the Indians dance? You can do that your own dance in your own house. There's no shame in it. You're standing before God. Do your dance. Some people say, oh, I can't dance. Oh, I don't have the rhythm. Who says? Did you see where it says rhythm here? And some people say, oh, I don't have rhythm. I don't have, I don't know. Oh, you see how those Africans, they can dance. You just put the music. I'm like, you go left, I'll go right. We'll make it complete. Who says there has to be rhythm? See how the enemy cheats us? Oh, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy. Oh, I don't want anybody looking at me. You're shy. <laughs> You've not seen a need. When you have a need, you forget shyness. <laughs> Somebody will tell you now, dance, and I'll give you a million dollars. You will forget all of us here. <laughs> you will forget all of us here. You will go around until they tell you to stop. But you know what God is going to give you is a whole lot more than that. So why come to church and be dignified? David so danced before the Lord. He was a king. He was a priest. He so danced to the point that his whole clothes fell off. He didn't care. People are like, oh, they are watching me. They are watching me. I can't be doing this. I'm too educated. Educated? Shy? When all these benefits you can get by praising and shouting and dancing before him. Beginning next Sunday, if you come to church, you better start dancing. If, you don't have to come here. You can't, we have aisles here. We have aisles here. Let us, because that would bring God down here. All of us, everybody, you too. <laughs> everybody. There's no shyness here. If you don't want to come to the front, go to the back. Or dance around your seat. But give God your praise. He's worthy of it. When you go to football games, you hug people you don't even know. You're sitting beside them, you don't have a clue who they are. When they score, you hug them. 
with your sweat and everything. And you are shouting and hollering for a football team, for a basketball team. Ah, the one that saved your soul. The one that has built a mansion for you in heaven. The one that took you away from hell. You cannot do that for him. Ah. Ah. You see what I'm saying? We are not shy when we are in those places. Some of you, before we got saved, when we used to go to disco. All of you that were here that probably were in those disco ages or partying, whatever. When you went there, Pastor Ma, you know what I'm talking about. When you went there, you didn't say, oh, I, can, I don't have the moves. You were dancing when you were in the world, when you go for those night parties or whatever. Now you come to church, all of a sudden you are dignified. You see how the enemy cheats us? Because he knows what is in, in praise and worship. Ah, I will finish this today. Satan, I'm going to get to the one, what it does to the enemy. So let's just quickly say praise number four. Praise elevates you to high places. Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 to 19. It says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no fruit, Though the flocks may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. You see what this man is saying? How, what else can go wrong here? But what did he say? He says, yet I will do what? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He says, when I do that, he will make my feet like death's feet. And he will make me to walk in my high places. Sharp. You see that? See, what was not working for him? No food, nothing, everything. But he told himself, yet. That was the key word. He says, yet, 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 yet. Can you do the same thing? Can you do the same thing? I may not have a job that's paying me enough. I may have to live paycheck to paycheck. I may have a marriage that is not good. I made that. I made that. Satan will always bring things. The Bible says in the, the life of man is short but full of trouble. Don't think there's a time that you will never have something to pray and ask God for. That time will never come. So if you're waiting for that free, that time where you have nothing, no trouble, all the children, every, everything is sweet, there's uh-uh. God has made us to live by, we just shall live by faith. We have, God does it so that we will live by faith. So that we will rely on Him. So that we depend on Him. Look at this man in Habakkuk. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy when everything wants to make him sad and cry. He says, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Because my strength is not mine. The strength I have is from the Lord. And when I join in Him, He gives me the strength for me to lift myself. And that strength lifts me up to my high places. So that the enemy will come back and realize where He has put me. He will not meet me there. I have climbed up. I am in my high place. Because I choose to praise the Lord. Praise is the master key that opens all doors. We've talked about that again. The keeper of the prison. After Paul and Silas. The keeper of the prison, they now said, oh, please, please, in verse, uh, Acts 16, I'll just read verse 35 and 36. And when it was there, the magistrate sent the officer saying, let, let those men go. <laughs> let them go. So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul, saying, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now depart and go in peace. The same people they put in chain and wanted to kill. See what praise does? 
praise will open every door for you. Every door that has been closed, the enemy will see you're too hot for him to handle. He will say, go, 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 go. I don't want your trouble. Go! That's what praise will do for you. I'm going to quickly go because of time. I'm going to go to what praise does to the enemy. Hmm. Let's read Psalm 149. I'm going to read verses 6 to 9. Then we're going to pick out what, what we really need to get out of it. So you can understand what your praise does to the devil. It says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. So you're praising God. And you have the word of God. Or you have the promise of God. That you're holding on to. He says when you have those two things in place. What will happen at verse 7 is to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples and to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. He says this honor has only Pastor Angela, only Pastor Mike, Pastor Mary and Pastor Jonathan. It says this honor God has given all the saints, all of us that are saved. So when you are singing praises to God, you are executing vengeance. You are executing vengeance on the devil and, and his demons. Your praise is punishing them. That's what it tells us here. Your praise is punishing them. And when you are praising, your praise, because God shows up, God is there, it begins to bind them. The chains that they thought they used to bind you, the, ch- the chains will change position. That's what it says here. It will chain them. They are nobles. That's the biggest demons. Those ones that think they are like up there. It says it will chain them with feathers of iron and it will bind them with, cha- with chains. So you can think about it that anytime you do that, uh, you're stepping on him. That's one chain. That's another chain. I'm binding the enemy. As you dance and as you praise and as you sing to the Lord. If you think of it that way, you're going to dance. If you, all your troubles, you think that each step you take and each shout and each dance is putting the enemy, putting a chain on him. The chain he has thought to put on you is now reversed and it's now on him. And that you're punishing him. I will dig a hole in that wall. On the floor, I mean. I will dig a hole on that floor. Because if I know that every step I take, is punishing the enemy. Oh my God, I will punish him. Eh? Do you all understand why we need to praise God? Amen. No matter how sad you are, Amen. no matter how depressed, no matter how the, what the enemy tries to put on you, because that's what he wants to do to stop you, because he knows he wants to praise God. You are going to execute vengeance on him. You are going to punish him, you are going to bind him with chains and irons of, of uh, chains and irons of feathers, feathers of iron and you are going to execute the written judgment. Let me stay on that written judgment for a little bit. When it says to execute, you all know what that means, right? When you are executing something, you are putting it to effect, you are performing it and you are carrying it out. So it says when you have a promise, the written judgment is every word of God here that you take on on and you say it's mine, I'm believing God. Let the weak say I'm strong. By the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. God will bless the works of my hands. So you have a scripture you are believing God for. When you are praising God, 
you are executing that judgment to bring it to pass. You are executing that judgment. Your praise is executing the judgment that has been written here. So if you are believing God for something, write them down and put them in a piece of paper or put them on your bed and dance, dance before it. Read the scripture, what you are promising God for and do a five minute dance. That's why I said God is looking for praise warriors. Be a prayer warrior, now add praise to it. So you are both a prayer warrior and a praise warrior. So you write that scripture down, you read the scripture, Lord, I'm believing you for this. This is what I know you will do for me. You don't need music. After you've said what you want, start to dance. Do a five minute dance, then go to the next verse. Go to the next thing you're believing God for. I tell you, you do that and you're going to see the testimonies. You are going to see the breakthroughs that God will do for you. For the next 30 days, you dare to do that. You dare to do that. And then when we come together corporately, generate that and bring God. When God comes down, you think everywhere will be like, the energy, the presence, the Shekinah glory of God that will come down. I'm telling you, the enemies will flee. You will see those doors opening by themselves. Because this place will be too hot for them. We can't come here and put our heads down. We can't come here and let the enemy just think he can mess with us anyhow. When we have a weapon that God has given us, the weapon of praise, the weapon of dance, ah, listen to this scripture here. Psalm 68 verses 1 to 4. My clock says 10.30. This one is saying 11.50. Mine is saying 10.30. So I still have a lot of time. My own clock says 10.30, not 11.54. Hallelujah. Psalm 68, verses 1 to 4. It says, let God arise. When you're praising God and God stands up for you. <laughs> it says, let his enemies be scattered. God's enemies, or your enemies have become his enemies. Anybody that says you are his enemy... They don't know what they are doing. Anybody that is wishing you evil, wishing you bad, wishing you to fail, wishing you to be destroyed, they have set themselves up against God. And once you praise God, God will scatter them. He says here when he arises for you, his enemies, that people that are against you are now, he, he calls them his own enemies. He says, let those also who hate him flee before him. Yeah. If it's you, they think they can bring down with their words, with their ill thoughts and evil thoughts. The Bible says when you begin to praise God, he says they will flee before him. He says they will flee as smoke is driven away. Have you seen smoke being driven away? <laughs> when you turn off that candle, it just... And it disappears. He says that's what God will do to the enemies, to the demons that are against you. As you praise him, they will flee as smoke is driven away. He says as wax melts before the fire, so the wicked will perish at the presence of God. Yes. You see that? Yes. He says, but let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to the Lord, sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, yeah, and rejoice before him. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joshua 6 verse 20 in the King James Version. He says, so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the shout and the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout. What happened? The wall fell down flat. Every wall that has risen against you. Every wall that has risen against your destiny. Every wall that has risen against your future. Every wall that has risen against your children. Every wall that has risen against your finances. Every wall, when you shout and praise God, that wall will fall down, the Bible says, flat. And when God flattens a wall, who dares put that wall back? You tell me who's going to put up a wall that God has flattened. What hand do they have? Every opposition will fall flat. Every opposition. And then they will go in. The Bible says when the gate, when the, the wall fell flat, they went in and they took all the good of the land. When that opposition falls down, you cannot go into and inherit your promises. You cannot go in and claim all that God has for you. God will give you double for your trouble. But you have to be able, you have to be willing, and you have to open your mouth, and you have to dance before Him. Despite how you feel. Despite what you see right before your eyes. You will have to... David says, oh my soul. He says, he tells his soul, oh my soul. You talk to yourself. That's sometimes you have to wind yourself up. When you feel like you are going down, you are going down, wind yourself up. And then you come back up. And then when you feel like you are going down again, wind yourself, wind yourself. You, we, we are human beings. Right? You have to do that. Praise will assure us always of sweatless victory. Jehoshaphat, all the kings surrounding them, all of them came against him. And you will see this in Second Chronicles, I believe. Yes, Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 1 to 30. They all came against him, all the nations around him, and he was so afraid. And the word of the Lord says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of all this multitude that have come against you. Don't be the, war, the battle is not yours. You don't have to fight. God says you don't even have to fight in this battle. Sweatless victory. Battles that you don't have to fight. Can you imagine that? The enemy brings a battle and all you need to do is just before God. You don't have to fight. They say, you know what? The strategy we are going to have. People don't send praise and worship people in front of their army. That's madness. But that's what God said to do. He said, send your praisers. Send the trumpets. Those with the cymbals. Those playing the harp. Put them in front of the army and see what God will do. And they were going on the mountain, Tekoa, on the other side of the mountain. They, can you imagine them going, know that when they climb on top of that mountain, the enemy is going to be right there? But every step they took, every step they took, praise it the Lord. The Lord is on my side. Whom shall I fear? And they kept going. And they kept going, climbing that mountain, trusting God. And then God sent an ambush. All the enemies started fighting themselves. Till there was no one left. And not only that, who goes to war carrying their own gold? 
Have you ever seen somebody going to war and carrying gold and, and silver and precious, precious ornaments? They went to war carrying all their gold and all the good things they have. And when the children of Israel went there, praise gave them riches they never even thought they would ever have. They just went there, they had killed themselves, and all they had was just go there and plunder and take. So when you praise God, the riches of the ungodly, God will bring it to you. The riches of the hidden, God, it will be sweatless for you. You don't have to even, you don't have to sweat. When you are striving too much, go praise God, Jerry. I'm sorry I'm speaking my Nigerian language. Isn't there? Go and praise God. Jerry means go and praise God first. Go and praise God. Is it money you want? Is it financial breakthrough? Instead of striving, two jobs, three jobs. You can't even pray. You can't even worship. You can't read the Bible. From job one to job two to job three. My dear, your victory is not in job one, job two, job three. Your, your, your victory is going to be five, ten minutes with the word and five, ten minutes in praising God. And you'll be surprised how God will multiply your finances. Huh. I hope you have got this revelation. When we come to church next Sunday, I don't want anybody standing there. I'm going to go around. If I see you standing there, I will join you and advance you back to, to, to what you're supposed to be. Because when you be, really begin to see the benefits of this thing, shyness will go away. Don't let the enemy cheat you. Two minutes. Just talk about David. Portrait of those who, so much here, but I can't finish it. Just two people, portrait of those that praise the Lord, so that you can feel all of us fit into one of these. David was very emotional. David was the most emotional person. If you read the scriptures, they talk about Peter. Peter was just, but David? David would tell God in one minute, take the teeth of my enemies out. And then the next verse, he says, God, I love you, I praise you, please. You know me, I'm, I'm a sinner. Don't take your spirit from me. He was that from one, it's like one pendulum to the other. He wrote all the stuff that we read, all this stuff about praising God. So he was an emotional person. He knew deep, deep, deep disappointments. He went through so much. But David knew how to praise God. So you can be open to the Lord and say, God, this person did me wrong. Take their teeth out. But God, forgive them. Forgive them. Let me just praise you small, God. Forgive them. God, really, if you know, it's not a human being that's against you. You know that, right? It's the enemy. Satan that's trying to use people. So that's why I said we don't fight against flesh and blood. It's not. So don't fight. it's not a human being you're fighting. Fight what is fighting you through behind them. So that was David. He was quick to say, God, all my enemies, destroy them. But I don't think he was talking about individuals because when he actually met Saul and he had the opportunity to kill Saul, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. And then we look at Job. So much, but I don't have time to go into all of David and his emotions and how he will lament and from trouble to praise, from praise to trouble, from trouble to lament, lament to praise. But that's how we are. And it's okay. It's okay. Because at the end, guess what? Star of David. Jesus is called the son of David. So, whatever, whatever it is, 
Be honest with God. Be open with God. God gave you those emotions. But as long as you're crying, cry with a scripture in your hand and praise in your feet and praise in your mouth. Job lost everything in one day. There's no man on earth before Job and after Job that would suffer the tragedy that Job suffered. Lost everything, lost his children, lost his property, lost his wealth, lost his health. Everything in one day. In one day. Listen to this. In Job 19, I'm going to read verse 9 and 10. Then go to 13 and 14 and then 16 to 19 and then we should round this up. Job said, he has stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head. He breaks me down on every side and I am gone. My hope he has uprooted like a tree. He has removed my brothers far from me. And my acquaintances are completely estranged from me. My relatives have failed me. And my close friends have forgotten me. I call my servant, but he gives no answer. I beg him with my mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife. Oh my God. And I'm repulsive to the children of my body. Even young children despise me. I arise and they speak against me. All my close friends abhor me. And those who I love have turned against me. But he says this in Job 19 verses 26 to 27. He says, for I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. And he shall stand at last on the earth. 26 he says, and after my skin is destroyed, this I know. That in my flesh, I shall see God. Job 13 verse 15, he says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. Can you be loyal to God when this kind of thing happens to you? Can you be praising God even in the midst of this? That's what Job did. No wonder the Bible says God restored to Job all his fortune and all his latter days were so much better than his former days. So what is it? Have you suffered like Job? Why can't you praise God? With a dance and with a shout. Give him praise for what he's done. He's done so much for you. Count what he's done for you. Don't count what the enemy is making you think he hasn't done for you. God has been good to us. God has been good to us. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 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 Oh, Kaye! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Lord, we worship you. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, I went to the enemy's camp. Are you just saying that? That's what we're going to end with. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Come on. To back where it's all from me. I want us to dance with that and leave this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I went to the enemy's camp. Let's dance and take back everything he's taking from us. And as we do that, you are dismissed in the name of Jesus. This week will be a week of favor. Favor surrounds you like a shield. Favor surrounds you like a shield. God will give you a testimony that will surprise you. This week in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Last thing, we went, we went to the enemy's camp. You don't want me to think by myself, so better get through it. <laughs>
Bye. 